Joining me right now on Kumite TV is undefeated middleweight smasher Taylor Johnson. What's going on, Taylor? Oh, just chilling, man. Just got done with some good training. How you doing? Good, good, man. Um, I know you have a, a wrestling background, but was there any other martial arts that you were into when you were growing up? Um, I come from a family of boxers and judo um, fighters. My grandfather was a black belt in judo, jujitsu, um, and he he boxed professionally as well. Um, and my dad also learned from him. He didn't compete so much, but He's definitely handy, and you know, I kind of played around with that most of my life, and then ended up wrestling. Did they throw the gloves on you when you were young, and you know, spar with you a little oh, yeah. bit growing up? <laughs> for, for sure, you can't be a Johnson and not uh, not know how to use your hands. So, so I guess that's where you get your uh, like, I guess your natural ability to find the chin, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I got that from my uh, my my dad and my granddad. All right, so how was the uh, transition to MMA? Was it pretty easy since you did grow up doing all those different types of martial arts? Um, It was very easy. It's something I, I don't know, my style of wrestling too. I, I don't know, you see some guys that they're very good wrestlers, but uh, the style that they choose to wrestle, whether it be defensive, whatever, you know, some guys are offensive, top, top wrestlers, different stuff. It doesn't always uh, benefit them in their MMA career, but... Uh, I kind of noticed I like to wrestle upper body. Um, I liked easy takedowns, sweeping people, uh, foot sweeps, basic stuff um, where I didn't have to put a lot of effort in. And my style of wrestling actually carried over really well for martial arts because I, I like to wrestle more upright. Um, and so then all I got to do is just put my hands up and I'm ready to go. <laughs> you know, you got a dominating win at the start of this year at LFA 57. Then you were booked to fight a couple months later. That fight fell through. You know, how disappointed were you? Um, you know, it's pretty disappointing, but to be honest, it, it's happened probably four or five other times. I've had guys back out after weigh-ins. Um, I guess it comes with the territory when, you know, I have a, a, a decent credentials in wrestling. I mean, not a division one champion, but an NAI, uh, NAI champ. Um, and to see how I, I have a knockout in like eight seconds. So some people are like, well, shit, I can't beat him grappling. Um, and he could maybe KO me on my feet. So I actually have had probably pro fights fall through like last minute um, and finding a replacement is always a pain in the butt so I've actually gotten used to it which is a terrible thing but I guess it's a good problem definitely yeah you just mentioned your credentials you're 5 and 0 they're all finishes TKO finishes knockout finishes would you consider yourself a knockout artist or do you not like that label absolutely that's uh, I absolutely am a knockout artist um, <laughs> that's my favorite thing to do um I mean, you're never going to see me try to submit somebody um, unless, you know, they just fall into it, which is funny because I, I train with, you know, some of the best jujitsu fighters in the world. And I train, you know, I, there's nothing I don't really I'm not familiar with as far as jujitsu goes. But uh, there's just something about just cracking somebody upside the head. Um, it's, it's awesome. man. It's, it's, if I don't knock somebody out, I guess to me, it's kind of like I didn't win. Oh, definitely. Wow. And, you know, you mentioned, you know, training with some of the best grapplers. You know, you train out of Victory MMA in San Diego. Jocko Willett, he is like one of the, you know, his face is everywhere. You know, he's an inspirational figure to many people around the world. You know, how has he impacted your life? Um, Jocko is a great man. Um, He's taken me under his wing. You know, obviously have, we have Dean Lister and Jocko. They're some of the bigger names in the jiu-jitsu world. And, I mean, Jocko is known all over. Um, I got to apologize for the poor connection too, but um, Jocko has actually been a sponsor of mine since the beginning. Um, he's he's believed in me, you know, more than I don't know. It's hard to say. There's a lot of folks, but I, I consider him family now. But he's uh, he's definitely taken care of me and been a, a huge inspiration. 
Yeah, you know, it must be great to have somebody like of his stature to support you from the start, you know, from when, you know, nobody was really behind you, right? Yeah, I mean, I was just, especially coming to Southern California, I'm just a Central Oregon kid. You know, I'm, I'm humble and I kind of come from humble beginnings, but to come out there and, you know, guys like Tony Palafox, my coach, and Jocko Willink, um, Dean Lister, all these guys, you know, took me took me in as family. And, you know, that's why I, I'm at Victory and I'll, I'll stay at Victory. So San Diego, you know, the weather is phenomenal there. Do you ever miss the Oregon rain? Uh, absolutely. Um, it's funny. I went to school in the valley where it rains a lot. But where I grew up in Central Oregon, man, it's like, it's like 300 days of sunshine there. I mean, yeah, it, it gets cold, super cold, but the sun's always out. It's beautiful and it doesn't rain as much. But it's like the most populated places in Oregon. It just rains like nine months out of the year. Yeah, I grew I miss- up uh, south of Seattle, so I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, for sure. You definitely do. <laughs> um, other Besides Jocko and Dean, you know, who are the other coaches that have molded you? You know, especially your hands. Um, my striking coach is Tony Powell Fox. He's uh he's actually here with me right now, but he's one of the best uh, humans I've met in the mixed martial arts world. He's uh he's more worried about seeing you know his fighters uh, all the way from amateur to pro. Like the guy, the guy just travels around with all of us, doesn't expect anything from you except work your ass off and give it your all. Um, but he gives us his time. Um, he's molded me as a striker. Um, he's you know I'm a switch fighter too. I obviously started wrestling. Um you know, would be lefty in a striking stance. But I started my career wrestling there for 15 years, but I've boxed on orthodox. But now I'm a switch fighter. I switch back and forth between stances. And he's made my hands, you know, heavy from every position. So it's, it's cool. I'm, I'm accurate. I'm fast. You know, I got to give a lot of credit for it. You know, other than victory, what are other locations you've been around, you know, training and getting ready for this fight? Um, I, I'm kicking mostly at victory. I train at autos. Um, I come in and train with Andre. He's, uh, Andre and some of his, his bigger guys there. Um, he likes my bring me bringing in some wrestling and the guy's just the wizard. He's the master on um, jujitsu. So he gets to show me some really cool stuff. I've actually been able to learn and take away some stuff from him. And he's, he's super humble, um, uh, for being what he is and what he's accomplished. And so I get to train at autos. Also you know, on occasion, Phil Davis will come in and we, we get some drilling in and exchange, you know, he exchanges some of his knowledge and his experience and we kind of talk about moves and things we think work. And so I got, I got some cool people that uh, you know, give me their time and, and help me out with this. You're going to Vegas. You're facing Andre Muniz on the Contender Series. You know, he won a decision during last season but didn't get the contract. Did you get the chance to uh, watch that fight? If so, what is your breakdown of his skill set? Um, I got to watch, I don't know, when you when I was watching it on UFC Fight Pass, it only would let me watch I think like a minute and a half or two of uh, of each round. But I mean, from his fights, what I've seen, he's not he's not the most technical striker. Um, he's obviously got eleven or twelve submission wins, and it's, he doesn't have any submission that he just really taps people with. He just kind of all around hits people with subs. Uh, I think this fight, um, if he tries to wrestle and do jujitsu with me, I don't think that's going to work for him at all. So. Um, and, and standing, he's going to be in danger the entire time. So, I mean, he, he's a tough guy. Um, he's won a lot. He's, I mean, he's bad. I mean, he had 21 fights. It's a lot of fights. Um, I think it'll be a good strap. Uh, good strap. Um, I think his best bet would be to try to put me in deep waters. But, you know, I train my ass off. I train him in the fight for 25 minutes. So, you know, in, any place it goes, he's going to be in trouble. Yeah, it seems like that uh, he is a very opportunistic 
fighter. You know, he looks for the opportunities, and that also can leave you open to danger. And do you see that as you know where you can finish the fight? Oh, absolutely. Um, I've seen him actually be willing to stand and exchange with people on the feed, and um, my striking is you know in the last four years, like I've made gains. You know, like I've been doing it for a decade. Um, but that's all due to my coaches and the people that are willing to give me their time. But um, if he wants to stand and exchange with me, I have uh, one punch knockout power, and I, and I actually hope he does. Most of my opponents, um, when I start coming forward, they retreat. Um, and I've seen Andre come forward. Um, so maybe maybe he will come forward and challenge me, and you know, it's going to be you know fireworks, man. In that environment in Las Vegas, it's like dead silent. You could hear everybody talk. You know, what are your thoughts on that atmosphere and, and, and performing in that atmosphere? Honestly, like I've thought about it a little bit. I'm like, that's yeah, kind of awkward, but it's just like sparring. I mean, you just we have a cage at Victory. We, you know, we get in the cage and it's it's quiet and it's just me and another dude or a couple dudes rotating in. And I think it'll be actually a more comforting, comfortable environment. You don't get to feel the excitement of the crowd. But what's funny is I have like 50 people trying to hustle down here and be the first in line to to make it and support me, which is awesome. But um. I kind of like that. Uh, I don't have to deal with all the chaos and all the, the loud music and all the nonsense. I mean, it is part of it, but uh, I'm actually excited. The silence and you, know, you get to hear me crack somebody. You get to actually hear the sound of it. So that'll be cool. In your previous fights, when you do enter the cage, is it easy for you to kind of shut out the distractions that are going on outside? You know, the people screaming and, you know, like you mentioned, the music. And this time when you fight, you'll be able to hear your coaches and you'll be able to hear his coaches screaming out instructions at the same time. Yeah, it'll be cool, man. I usually I I don't know. I just go I go as deep as I can within myself. Um, lots of prayer, lots of you know things leading up because it's not just a physical battle when we go in there. It's also a spiritual battle. There's a lot, um, you know, a lot to fighting. That's just more than, you know, two guys just beating the crap out of each other. Um but I do. I try to close everything out. I mean, I've obviously obviously competed at the uh, a very high level in wrestling, so I, I'm used to being out, out there on the podium in front of you know, you know, everyone competing. So I'm used to that. But it's it's I don't know. It's funny, man. You just kind of go. You just go with the moment, and you just go go handle business. Adapt, I guess, right? Exactly. You go in there. You take care of business. You get the finish. You get the contract. What do you bring to the UFC? What separates you from, you know, the other uh, middleweights? Um, I don't know, man. I, I got I throw heaters. Um, I'm exciting. I'm here to do exciting stuff. I'm not here to just win. Um, I kind of feel like I said my philosophy is if I don't knock you out, it's not not really a win in my book. Like it kind of a draw. I mean, obviously I might have dominated or be beaten, whatever. But um, I kind of look at it too. Is once I'm in the UFC, man, I'm going for you know, highlight real finishes. I want, you know, take the blessings I've been given by God and, you know, the people that have helped invest in me. And I want, I want to showcase that. It's like, I don't know if you're not, if you're not trying to you know, finish the guy, I mean, what's the point of even being in there? Well, everything starts, man. August 6th, 6th, Dana White's contender series, Las Vegas. Thank you, Taylor, for your time and uh, good luck on this fight and your future. Thank you so much, man. I, I appreciate you having me on and hopefully I get to talk to you again soon.